Hi, this is Mike McNamara, and you're listening to All Marine Radio on your home for it, the one and only All Warrior Radio Network. the hippie music everybody does especially on a friday everybody wants to be a hippie so i was thinking about the question from yesterday how does this end how does this change so i kind of took a piece of paper and you know i wrote down the different entities that um, so you have Wall Street is Wall Street going to change uh, let me give you the answer to that no okay is Congress going to change uh, the answer to that historically has been no. It doesn't change, right? So, um, so unless Congress changes itself and imposes itself on Wall Street, Wall Street will continue to finance the Chinese subversion of a rules-based order on the planet. So, on that front, um, we're asking Congress to reform itself. And I saw an interesting little piece this morning. I think it's in the Wall Street Journal written by a guy named James Freeman, who I've become, I've become a, a fan of. And um, so he writes a couple interesting things. Let me find the piece. I think it's called the Bidens and China is where it appears. And, I mean, uh, here's a little prediction for you. This story <laughs> is going to um, get more and more interesting. And it's called the Bidens and Beijing by James Freeman. Um So there's some interesting things in this, this investigation, um, some news um, that that I hadn't seen written elsewhere before. Um, one is that the, the investigation evidently was spawned by a bank. 
And what happened was, um, well, again, <laughs> Hunter Biden, this is going to shock you, is accused of lying. This investigation goes back two years. He's just saying he's just learned <clears throat> that he's been the subject of an investigation. I mean, if you can't, um, if if you can't be anything else in life, you should hopefully at least be consistent. Um, and Hunter Biden is that. I mean, he's a disaster. And not in a funny way. Do you remember Billy Carter, president, you know? Or, you know, Roger Clinton was kind of a pathetic disaster. I mean, just struggled as a, as a, as a guy. And, you know, then he becomes the younger brother of the president of the United States with all the spotlight that entails. Hunter Biden struggles as a human being to do things, I think, that are legal in addition to evidently he's got a drug problem. Um. The federal investigation into Hunter Biden has been more extensive than anybody cares to admit. This is according to Ben Schreckinger, who writes in Political. And he goes on to talk talk about that um, the Bidens are also being investigated, not only... Uh, Hunter Biden, but the president's brother, James, is being involved in, who's involved in the hospital business. And they have questions about James Biden's role in the business and money laundering. And I'm trying to get to the part where... Um, They talk about all these different ventures Hunter Biden gets paid for and then has absolutely no role in. Some of his associates, very interesting column. And then, um, but the investigation spawned by um, a bank who spotted signs of money laundering and reported that. And that's how this whole thing begins, all right? Um, but he, he relates an interesting uh, little anecdote. When your humble correspondent and Maria Bartiromo were interviewing the president last summer for a book, Mr. Trump mentioned that he used to wonder why his Beltway, his Beltway adversaries always used Russia when advancing the conspiracy theories about him. He chuckled as he recounted the moment he understood why and said, they never use China. You know why? Because they're all getting rich on China. Um, so that's uh, from James Freeman. But the, the data point that I got from that was the origin uh, of all of this. And that that isn't some, you know, Trump administration, federal uh, look at Hunter Biden. It's a the investigation. And here's the part I was looking for. The investigation was sparked in part by reports of suspicious activities filed by a bank that handled foreign transactions related to Hunter Biden. One person says. So I hadn't seen that data point, the actual origin. Um, and so we're asking Washington D.C. to cut off this gravy train. And so I, I think, given its visibility, um, they will be under incredible pressure, as will the Biden administration, you know, not to, not to change, you know, our current uh, position vis-a-vis China. And uh, the more information that comes out, the worse it gets. So, so what changes? So Congress going to change? Hmm. How about the predicament that individuals in the in the country face? So the citizenry. Well, yesterday 
the city council in the city of Minneapolis, where George Floyd was killed, as everybody knows, they voted to take $8 million away from a police department um, that they've, uh, they've announced their intentions to defund. Then if you follow the narrative, then they went back and said, oh, well, we didn't really mean defund the police. And they had the police chief in front of them asking, why, um, why, is, uh, why is crime going up so much? Why is violent crime going up so much? In uh, in the United States, oh, not, not in the United States, in Twin Cities, and so um, they then have embarked on a because they've had so many resignations. Uh, on the Minneapolis police force, which was plagued by problems before this, if you remember. Do you remember the Fernando Castile thing? Yeah. Do you remember uh, the Australian woman who was shot walking up to a police car by a Somali police officer that had gone through not the normal training, but a special version of the training in an effort to integrate the Minneapolis police department who pulled his pistol out, shot in front of the driver through the driver's window, and shot a woman who was coming up to report to the police officers what she had called in about. Same police department. Okay, So now they embarked on a program to hire um, transit authority police officers and outlying area sheriffs and whatnot because the Minneapolis Police Department was so on its ass. Um, And that didn't... (laughs) um, That I I don't know if they have enough police officers. So, um, and then in the news last night, you have another autonomous zone growing up this time in Portland. Big shocker. So what's in store for the citizens of of these communities that, you know, lost the Los Angeles, in spite of the, the citizens of California voting down a measure that would eliminate cash bail, that whole system of bail, right? In spite of the state rejecting that, the newly elected district attorney of Los Angeles, who used to be the district attorney in San Francisco, said that he will do away with it. So how does this run its course? And and, and, and what happens? So if you look at, at cities like Minneapolis, like New York City now, the inevitable outcome is violent crime goes up. And so that will happen and happen and happen and happen and happen. Um, and um, Until people vote in people that will then go ahead and turn around and reverse these policies. And I I believe that's going to take years for that to happen. Right? Uh, my own opinion is, uh, you know, the nation moved right in this election. The nation's watched what happened over the course of the last summer and said, yeah, we don't want any part of it. Well, if you, if you liked last summer... Wait till you get a load of, you know, what's in store for you. And um, and it's not going to be pretty. And so I believe the same thing's going to happen with the, in our cities. So, so how does this end? Well, it has to bottom out, and then 
people have to uh, run that are um, that are that will be seen as quote unquote law and order candidates, and um, and then this stuff will at some point get turned around. But um, I, you know, if you look at 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 what's going on around the country, what you're seeing is you're seeing, you know, a middle class, a lower middle class, and then, you know, the, you know, the bottom half of the economic food chain in this country get the shit beat out of it. And your, you know, stories came out the other day that the only reason that we didn't get some kind of relief before the election was so that Donald Trump wouldn't get credit for it. Um, People see that and say, are you fucking kidding me? That's how much this matters? So um, so you, you look around and you say, you know, I mean, how, how, how does this change? What makes it change? And, and I tell you, I mean, it's, you know, it's pretty, dis- <laughs> it's pretty discouraging. Pretty discouraging. And, um, and, and the only thing, you know, that I can see, you know, is that, you know, Wall Street will pursue profits and would be happy. And, and to quote, uh, a quote I saw from an Airbnb spokesman in, in, in an article, uh, I read last week, Hey, our job isn't to export American values. Our job is to make money. So they're, they, they will gladly hand over. Uh, all the personal data that the Chinese want in exchange for being able to do business there. Um, The other thing I wanted to say is that there was a woman last night on Tucker Carlson's show, and she talked about... um, She talked about race in America. And let me see if I can find it. And she started quoting statistics of the wealthiest minorities in the world in terms of what is your litmus test relative to race. And, um, she said, if you look at, if you look at money that gets made, then and you begin to compare, um, people, uh, in the United States. All of the um, all of the minorities in the United States <laughs> make a ton of money. They are the highest compensated groups anywhere in the world, and I'd never, I'd never, I'd never seen that, and so. If I can, if I can find that clip, I'll play it for you. And I find the 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 you know the 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 woman's name. Um. But she went down the list. She said African Americans, highest paid, highest compensated group in the world. Here in the United States. Um. I believe she referred to them as Hispanic Americans slash Latin Americans, right? Even if you include Brazil, the highest compensated Latin Americans as a group live in the United States. Asian Americans, right, make 26% more than white America on the average. And so she went down this list, and, and so the question was, okay, so... You know, this, this 
extremely racist, racist world that we live in. Right? America, the most racist nation on the planet, if you believe the popular narrative. And you better because a lot of you are going to go have to sit through classes that tell you that you are, in fact, racist. Right? Forget the fact that we've elected a, a black man president of the country twice. That the issue of a black woman becoming the vice president of the United States was not even discussed in the election. Forget that. Forget the, the fact that mixed race families is the fastest growing demographic in our census. Forget that. And forget the fact that the most highly compensated minorities on the planet as a group live in the United States of America. Forget that too. Okay. So I, I just thought it was it was an interesting data point that I that I hadn't seen. I was I was hoping to play that, but I cannot for the life of me find it. Um, uh, and she's kind of a little kind of you know goofy research lady, right? Saying that look, I've been studying this stuff for ten years. This is this is what the data tells you. And uh, and so yeah, she kind of went she went kind of long winded, and then at the end they kind of clipped it off. Hey, boop, boop, boop. you need to you need to wrap this up. Um, but anyway, I thought it was pretty interesting data point. So. So how does this all end? You know, I believe, like we were talking yesterday, that, um, and I'm not happy to say it again like yesterday, but um, I don't know. I think violence is unavoidable as people lose businesses, they lose their livelihood. Think about this. And you heard that guy yesterday, right? Um, Think about how many versions of him that you heard yesterday. So think about how many versions of that guy um, are around the country. How many million uh, veterans are around the country? Yeah. And that have fought, that own businesses, and are, uh, and are pissed because they're going to lose everything they have. Now, do all of them stay safe and sane and not click off say message. I didn't hear the guy yesterday. Could you? Well, hold on. This is him. Now, now just think about this. How many versions of this guy exist around this country? Zapata. Um, I wasn't. Gonna- he just said his name. My name is Carlos Picada, and this is at the Shasta County uh, Commissioners meeting. I speak. I was asked to speak here. You know, uh, Sheriff Garcia. It was recorded 10 days ago. Uh, I'm telling you guys, you know, I'm pretty appalled at what's going on. You know, at first we sat as concerned citizens and we all wanted to figure out how to best navigate our way through this whole COVID thing, you know. And uh, as, as we realized that it's not quite as dangerous as we thought it'd be, you know, I was absolutely appalled and cowardice, you know. And as you're sitting there with your masks on, uh, I don't blame you for wearing masks because I'd be hiding my face too if I was you for what you're doing. It's absolutely horrendous what you're doing to these people. I'm a business owner and, uh, and I'm telling you, our families are starving. You know, you guys can sit here with your jobs. You can sit here and you're going to get paid. You can fall asleep in your chair like that gentleman's doing behind his mask right there. Okay? Uh, and I'm telling you right now that right now we're being peaceful. And, and you better be happy that we're, we're good citizens, that we're peaceful citizens. But it's not going to be peaceful much longer. Okay? And this isn't a threat. I'm not a criminal. I've never been a criminal. But I'm telling you that good citizens are going to turn into real concerned and revolutionary citizens real soon. And nobody else is going to say that. I'm probably the only person that has a boss to say what I'm saying right now. That we're building, we're organizing, and we'll work with law enforcement or without law enforcement. But you won't stop us when time comes because our families are starving. And if you don't hear the seriousness in my voice, I hope you open your ears and you absolutely listen to what I'm saying. Because this is a warning for what's coming. It's not going to be peaceful much longer. It's not going to be rah-rah. It's not going to be speeches. It's not going to be gathering outside saying a pledge of allegiance. It's not going to be waving flags. It's going to be real. When you've seen the things that I've seen, I went to war for this country. I've seen the ugliest, dirtiest part of humanity. I've been in combat, and I never want to go back again. But I'm telling you what, I will to save this country. If it has to be against our own citizens, it will happen. And there's a million people like me, and you won't stop us. Open the county. Let our citizens do what they need to do. Let owners of businesses do what they need to do to feed their families. Take the masks off. 
Quit masking and muzzling your children. The psychological damage you're doing to them is horrible. I've had six friends kill themselves since it's happened. Veterans who lost their jobs. How do you feel about being complicit in perpetuating that? The greatest hoax ever perpetuated on the American people. And you're a part of it by wearing your masks. In Shasta County, we're supposed to be red country up here. Not blue country, we're red country up here. You guys know that. And you claim to be conservatives, maybe you're not, maybe you're liberals, I don't know. But by God, we're Americans, and remember that. Take your masks off, quit muzzling yourselves. Join us, fight with us against what's going on in Sacramento. It's a travesty. Thanks. Um, so that's what the guy said. If you listen to the emotion in his voice, you listen to who he is, right? He's a combat veteran. How many versions of that guy? There's millions of them. Um, how many people served in Iraq and Afghanistan? I mean, I think that number is well over a million, right? I can look it up for you. Um, total number of Afghan and Iraqi veterans. 2.7 million. 2.7 million service members have been to the war zones in Iraq and Afghanistan since 2001. Over half of them Right, which would be 1.35 million, have deployed more than once. So, um, so to me, the way this the way this runs is that you continue to have uh, parts of the country that are governed by liberals descend into violence as they defund the police and do all the other ridiculous things that we watched on TV. I mean, hell, the president-elect Joe Biden. You know, somebody released, you know, audio from one of their meetings and he says, we're getting our asses kicked or no, we're getting the hell kicked out of us by this defund the police thing. We want to make the police accountable. We have to stop using that. And then what happens, right? Less than 48 hours after that audio comes floating out. The city council of the city of Minneapolis votes to further defund their police. So good luck on that, Joe. And so um, I do believe you're going to see violence around the country, and there's going to be guys like that who've had enough and who've lost everything they've ever worked for, uh, who see what they believe to be is censorship, which we've all watched. I don't care if you want to talk about the Hunter Biden story. I don't care if you want to talk about the... Um, Google slash YouTube saying, yeah, no more election fraud videos going up. But you can watch any other kind of conspiracy craziness shit, uh, courtesy of Google and Facebook uh, and YouTube, and they're happy to show it to you, right? They're happy to actually recommend those videos to you. If you watch the social media, you'll see how they take you down that rabbit hole, you know, showing you crazier and crazier shit, right? in an effort to keep you watching their channel so they can put more advertising in, in front of you so they can um, so they can make more money off you. That's how it goes. And they're not afraid to use any of those other genre of videos, Holocaust, denier videos, Sandy Hook denier videos, 9-11, you know, all, all that stuff, JFK conspiracy videos, all that crazy shit that's out there. Go ahead, put it up there. We'll feed it to you. And so they watch this and they chat at that and so um yeah that's been in my head like how does like how does this change kind of like the american election system how does it change how does it get to be where americans look and say yeah that makes sense to me you go down there and you vote if you can't go down there to vote then i think everything we've seen tells us that you know, there are certain things that are better done kind of sort of the old-fashioned way where we can bust those pieces of paper out and, if necessary, we can go through them. And what we've seen that has been, fueled, uh, has been exploited by COVID as ballots got sent everywhere, and then now that you don't have to have a matching signature, who gives a shit, right? Right. So, um, yeah, I've been thinking about that for the last 24 hours. And, 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 that, and I'd be curious, I mean, you know, what do you think? 
how, how do you think it gets better? The um, here's an email. Max, some interesting comments this morning. I, by chance, happened to watch Tucker Carlson. I don't watch him on a regular basis, but I did see that last night. That kind of weird researcher lady. And again, it's another irrefutable data point along with those things that you said that makes the audio not match the video. I would also link it to something else that I watched that you recommended, which was Shelby Steele and what killed Michael Brown. These data points contradict this popular narrative that relies so extensively on feelings and not data and evidence. White guilt will continue to force people that don't bother to educate themselves by watching things like the Steel documentary, and then in parentheses he adds, which I might add is outstanding, that the only path out of this for these people is to work their way out of it, educate their way out of it. That's how the Asians do it. Nobody wants to say that. And the more you watch the money that gets pumped into these organizations, the more you're reminded of Mr. Steele's comment that race is only played as a means to greater power. We're watching it here now. Has anything changed in Chicago? To my knowledge, nothing. Their death toll continues to go up like an Elon Musk rocket. Good morning, Mac. Does Libby have a link to the Citizen Council meeting? Probably has been removed by YouTube. You can find that link if you go to the podcast page and you click on our number one from yesterday, it's, it says um, Hunter Biden actually is a story, question mark. And then in parentheses, oh my God, who knew? Dash, Google slash YouTube bans false election commentary videos. In parentheses, welcome to 1984, exclamation mark, dash, and a warning from a veteran business owner that you should watch. So if you click on that, uh, you will find the link um, to uh, the Carlos Picada video, which is him speaking to the Shasta County supervisors at one of their meetings. So it's already up. Yep, I took it. Uh, and my thanks to Libby for sending it. But again, I, I think that, you know, what changes? How did these things change in our country? Um, again, I, th- I thought, I thought the president's comments, you know why they don't ever accuse me of colluding with China? <laughs> because they're all, they're all in on the Chinese thing. Well, we're kind of sort of watching that, right? We're kind of sort of watching that. And, um, and then, you know, how does this change in our country? Uh, like many things, uh, in our nation that aren't good. It has to run its course. And you you have to see the people uh, in the middle that tend to swing the nation. They have to look at it and say, this is not good. Defunding the police and the people would, that would do that have to get voted out of office. And we need candidates that will first provide the basics for communities, which is responsible policing, And not defunding the police, which only promotes violence. But you're going to see New York City go through this. 
you're going to see. Uh, and that guy, I don't know how that guy stays as the mayor of New York City. That guy, holy shit, man. That guy's a straight-up idiot. And so, you know, most of the people in New York people in, in, in New York City, I mean, they're working-class people. How do they vote for that guy? I don't know. I don't understand it. Um, so, anyway. Yeah, and again, I, I, I didn't. My intention was not to be doom and gloom today, but uh, um, you're watching some stuff from around the country where uh, communities, in the name of, I mean, and and when you look at the violence in New York City, you you know what the police commission, the police union is saying. This no, uh, this no bail thing that New York City has gone to, you commit a crime and you walk out. And then you continue to commit crimes. All in the name of social justice. It's unfair. Well, what about the people that don't commit crimes, that are the victims of the crimes? What's fair to them? More crime? So, and if you look in these communities, I mean, look what's happened to San Francisco. San Francisco has been turned from one of America's great cities. Just uh, if you if you never if you never were there, first of all, San Francisco used to be old conservative California money, and then the tech giants found it, and they've turned it literally into a shithole. I mean, I'm from seventy miles from San Francisco, you know, and and you know people go down there for weekends, and you know the whole Fisherman's Wharf thing, and there's great restaurants and spectacular things to see. It's just a beautiful. San Francisco, you know, I have people now that say you can't even go down there. It's disgusting between the raw amount of waste that's on the sidewalk, the needles that are lying around. San Francisco is a disgusting place. Yeah. Courtesy of all this shit. So, I mean, I I think that more cities are in that. And San Francisco, in fact, will even have to descend further. Before, at some point, you know, they have to get their heads out of their ass and admit that gravity does exist. That when you drop something, it does fall. It falls towards the ground. You can't refute that. Up is generally towards the sky. You can't refute that. And if you don't have police officers and you don't have laws, your community tends to get overrun by criminals irrefutable truth but i don't know not too encouraging so um yeah i i i wish i could tell you that i don't see violence and um and bad stuff on the horizon but uh but uh i do so um we'll check the news and then uh kim and greg lotus join me we'll talk a little bit about food today so fired up to do that um and if i can find that woman uh, that those data points, I, I, I will find them for you. I, I, I thought it was very interesting. I'd never heard that before, that if you do an economic analysis of the most prominent minor, the most prosperous minorities in the world, they all live in the United States. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. They all live in the most racist nation on the planet. Well, that would seem, those those statements don't seem to be able to live together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, good morning to you on this Friday. Whitney Houston, as is our tradition, sings the national anthem.
um, I'm distracted right now. I saw a, a picture of the governor of Virginia and like that guy <laughs> was, uh, wore uh, a graduate of VMI. A, he wore either, um, a black, this is in the eighties when he's at, at either law school or medical school. He wears blackface or a Ku Klux Klan outfit. He didn't say which guy was him in the picture. And he just refused to resign. Can you imagine the holy hell that would ensue were he a Republican? Same thing with one of the beautiful things that I've watched that still makes me chuckle is Nancy Pelosi's dad dedicating a statue to Robert E. Lee, Stonewall Jackson, I think, and you know, in uh, great leaders of the Confederacy in Baltimore in the 50s. In the 50s. Yeah, not in 1919. In the 50s. Nancy Pelosi's father. You ever see Nancy Pelosi called on the carpet and say, what do you have to say about that? In retrospect. Your father a racist? Putting up statues to, you know, she she ever been asked about that? Comical. Absolutely Comical. So uh, this is dedicated um, to uh, a veteran who stood up. Um, and I think spoke for a lot of guys and, uh, and, a, and, a, and a lot of women. And um, when he began speaking straight from his heart, uh, and his name is Carlos Picada. And... I hope people listen to what he's saying, and not so much as a threat, but you can't deprive people of working and supporting their families while you go out and do whatever the hell you want to. And people see it over and over and over again. And then you can't do what people have seen, which is shut down people's, you know, uh, ability to express himself, which is in this country a First Amendment right. You can't do that with the arbitrariness that we've seen it done here in the last month. In front of God and everybody, essentially saying, hey, fuck you, we're doing it. If you don't like it, fuck yourself. And not expect people, you know, to 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 click off saying. And so um, this is dedicated to uh, Carlos Picard. I don't know who that dude is. Uh, I do know that he speaks for a lot of people. I hope people are listening, that people are really hurting, that the survival rate of this thing is 99%. There's virtually no talk of expanding ICU beds anymore. Simply not done. All that talk in the spring, somehow other... This uh, the the winter was going to be worse than the spring, but nobody talked about expanding ICUs and make sure we have surge capacity. So you know what? That we do what we know we have to do, which is people have to go to work, kids have to go to school. You can't shut down the nation. So we probably need that surge capacity, even though it seemed like in the spring, tended to weather the storm without any without virtually any of that being used, right? Might it have been prudent to keep it around because we're not going to shut it down? Maybe. Maybe. But you know what? That's not, you know, that might cost more money and be inconvenient for the for, for, for governing, you know, bodies. Far easier to tell you not to go to work and to stay at home. And that's what you got going in, the, in our country. So, So I don't know. I don't know how you get around any of that. I don't know how you get any, and and the the and the whole while you have, you know, people essentially smoldering and getting angrier and angrier and angrier. So this is dedicated to Carlos Picado. <laughs>
you're betraying your whole life if you don't say what you think and you don't say it honestly and bluntly what keeps you awake at night nothing i keep other people awake at night for this campus had prepared him well <clears throat> i'm very confident that thank you very much <clears throat> if this was vodka it'd be a lot better speech <clears throat> <clears throat> but I'm not supposed to glamorize alcohol anymore. So, young folks, you ignore what I just said. We just have to execute. And we are executing every day. And Sergeant Major and I are very proud of what you do. Doesn't mean we can't get better. We don't, we don't want to make a mistake to learn. We don't want to lose to learn. We cannot lose if we have to go fight. We got to do what these Marines did here 75 years ago. Persevere against difficult challenging conditions and odds and win. You gotta win. Time to check the weather here on this gloomy Friday. Uh, currently in Quantico, it is foggy and 54 down the coast of Camp Lejeune. It is partly sunny and 68, so it's warmed up on the east coast. We're in Corbase 29 Palms. It is partly sunny. The birth of my oldest daughter, yeah, the birthplace of my oldest daughter, and my grandson. That's right, Finny Fin Fin. Um, both born in the same hospital, on the same floor, a few rooms apart. A few rooms apart. Um, partly sunny, 51, cold out in the desert. Marine Corps Base Camp Pendleton, sunny in 48. At uh, Camp Smith in Hawaii, it is clear, dark in 71. Okinawa, dark, cloudy in 68. Down under Darwin, it is... Dark cloudy in 81. And uh, in Norway, where the 2nd Marine Expeditionary Force romps around, it is cloudy and 34 late in the day. At the home of All Marine Radio, your corporate headquarters here, partly sunny and 53 degrees. Looking for a high today of 61. Yeah, cold front moving through. Uh, 64 on Saturday, 69 on Sunday, on Monday, 65 on Tuesday, all the way up to 70. Get to do post-traumatic winning next week. Yeah. Headed down to San Diego, do it with uh, the 3rd Marine Air Wing, and then uh, and then the following week, get to do it some more uh, with uh, 1st Battalion, 5th Marines. So, uh, so fired up about that. Uh, always... Uh, Always great days for me. I got an email from a guy I told you about yesterday um, who finally got a chance to uh, to, to watch post-traumatic winning. And um, hold on, shithole weather. Yikes, almost forgot about it. Let me play the music again. All right. From Churchbridge, Saskatchewan. Greetings from Bev to everybody. Churchbridge continues to enjoy milder temperatures and a little snow, which is not the norm for the middle of December. Global warming, Bev. Today's forecast, mostly cloudy. Winds out of the northwest at 6, looking for an afternoon high of 23 degrees above. And uh, Bev sends a Christmas card. Happy Friday. Good morning. The weekend awaits. Enjoy. There you have it. So, you got that going for you. Uh, now, the um, yeah, I should share with you. Um, he writes long emails, <laughs> but you know what? I love reading them. And again, if you didn't hear me talking about uh, somebody who I met out of the blue who started listening to a year ago, uh, considered himself a failure. 
for his inability to get through recruit training and could not get through because of Crohn's disease, which is not really a failure. Uh, he also didn't understand. He said, you know, I, he told me, I, I, I know that post-traumatic winning may not, you know, doesn't really apply to me. And I said, stop there, genius. Right? So this is the second time you've been wrong in a very short conversation. Right? You didn't fail in recruit training. I, I, you know, most of us know people that did. You did not. Okay? Um, the... Um, so then he started talking about post-traumatic winning was, um, you know, not meant for people like him. And I said, oh, contraire, my friend. Right? It is specifically meant for you. Um, and then he has notes on every hour. Um, and then he ended with this. I won't bother you with all of his notes. I should, but I won't. All right? He talks about the fourth hour when I say you got to talk about it. The first person you should talk to is uh, your spouse. He writes this. Talk to your spouse or significant other or whomever you trust. Man, that is me talking to my wife about my experiences. And honestly, I did it in pieces as the years have gone by. Prior to writing my email to, to you, I had not even gone that deep into what I was really feeling. She knew some or most of what I felt. After all, she's my best friend, and I tell her everything. Until I spilled it out to you, she was my only source of support. He says this about the Will Smith, about when I play audio from Will Smith talking about self-discipline. Will Smith's message about self-discipline is not something I've heard him say. I don't in particular look up to actors, actresses, or sports heroes because I never know how honest they truly are. Everyone struggles. But sometimes when you, when you reach fortune and fame, your message can become false. Hell, look at all the Hollywood idiots who are suddenly political experts during this fake and rigged election. Exclamation mark. But I do appreciate the fact that you can differentiate the difference between fact and fiction and how you deliver it. Um, and he closes with this. Mac, thank you for telling my story on All Marine Radio today. I told pieces of it, I think, on Wednesday. I would have never had the courage to really say what I wrote you to anyone. What you have done is given me the tools, thanks to your post-traumatic winning presentations, to move forward. But not only that, the ability to talk and help someone else. It is not an easy path but a path that is necessary to ultimately succeed no matter what is thrown my way. Your post-traumatic winning presentation should be used across all branches of military and in civilian life. What I have gained from you in so little time is simply amazing. I woke up this morning not feeling like a failure, but woke up facing the day in a whole new light. I am motivated now more than ever to lead my three boys with my wife on the best possible path for them. Thank you again, and God bless you, brother. He's, then he writes this, P.S., I write long emails, so you might want to invest in a larger screen. I gave him a tough time the other day because <laughs> I said, so I'm out walking my dogs. I get your email, the first one, right? And, I mean, fuck, it's like war and peace. The thing's like voluminous. I don't know how many pages it was. So it was like three pages on my 32-inch wide screen that I that I sit in front of, right? I mean, so imagine that on your cell phone. It is war and peace. So that's what I called him. I said, shit, man, I can't read all this. I'll call him. And I went to his voicemail. So then I wound up reading it. So when I was talking to him, I said, yo, man, I, shit, I pulled that thing up. I've got this gigantic screen for my computer, and it's like multiple screens. So that's what that alludes to. Um, so I say that because I just don't tell you to change people's lives, man. It's uh, it's uh, the coolest part of my life, um, you know, the coolest part of my life. And so, um, so no, I mean, it's uh, 
get a chance. I'll get a chance to do that um, next week and then the following week. So the perfect run up to Christmas, the perfect advent, if you will. Um. All right. Do I do I want to do any news today? I really don't. How about if I just cover the top five stories in early bird? Number one, Senator Rand Paul delays defense bill vote over troop drawdowns. Uh, number two, a search is underway for an overboard Theodore Roosevelt sailor. Um, the Roosevelt left for a second deployment this year. And uh, the Theodore Roosevelt and other ships are combing the waters off Southern California. After a lookout spotted a sailor in the water at about 7.30 a.m. on Thursday. Normally, if you spot them, you can get to them. But, I mean, I mean, between the other ships that are, you know, with the, a carrier, normally one of them can get to that vicinity that gets marked pretty quickly. Uh, but uh, evidently not in this case. So hopefully, hopefully, you know, when they take attendance, they find everybody. And, and this is all about nothing. But we, we shall see. Number three, Biden to name former White House Chief of Staff Dennis McDonough, U.S. VA secretary. So again, um, and again, blowback on this is that guy's not a veteran, certainly not a post 9-11 veteran, and which is what a lot of veterans organizations expected. Number four, U.S. B-52H bombers fly to the Middle East on a mission to deter Iran. So in the aftermath of the um, the killing of a of Iran's top nuclear scientist, uh, there are rumors that Iran will strike Israel. So B-52s to the Middle East. Number five, military rape cases have no statute of, limit, statute of limitations, the Supreme Court has decided. In an 8-0 to zero opinion issued on Thursday, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that military personnel accused of rape between 1986 and 2006, a period previously subject to a five-year statute of limitations, can be charged for the crime. So, that's the news. All right, we will take a break. When we come back, uh, the chef will join us, and Greg Lotus will join us. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about food. Um, Yeah, I'm fired up. Uh, One of the things I'm going to do, I'm not sure if I'll do it today, is I'm going to go to Lowe's and buy the other two temperature probes for my... Uh, brand new meat thermometer. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. And so, um, I will have four, I will have a meat thermometer that has four probes in it. That means everybody's steak going to be perfect. How about that? All right, so don't touch that dial. Um, and again, you know, the, the, all you can do in this world, right, is help as much as you can. You can speak the truth where you know it. You can endeavor to, to discover it if you don't. You can help the people around you, and you can you can be a mentor in your family. And that's how the nation tends to survive these things. And uh, and so that's how you, I think that's the only, that is the only path, right? But you don't have to believe stuff that's straight up bullshit and lies. And I think that's what you see a lot of on television these days. So, uh, with that being said, uh, we will switch gears to do happy stuff. More of Almerian Radio coming up next right here on your home for it, the All Warrior Radio Network.